say it again because that's okay. like, well, oh, right. just um, finish. Finish it. Well, I just think it's annoying that like, uh, so not only now are they, have they got like, oh, that, that film did well because it's got that sort of like set piece in it. Mm. We're trying yeah. to recreate that. Yeah, yeah. It's got to the point now where like, Hans Zimmer lays down iconic sort of music. I think Icon, that, uh, that blah in Inception, yeah. I think that sort of blast of low trumpet, brass, whatever it is, it's been so iconic now. It's just in every single trailer. To the point where it's not even in like just action film trailers. It's in all trailers. Yeah, it's in any Saving sort of... Mr. Banks. Can't <laughs> 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 oh, not let you have Mary Poppins. But it's ubiquitous now. It's now going to be like the go-to place to but have... But don't you find that happens? You get memes in, in film. Mm. So you get tropes which repeat themselves in trailers all the time. Whether it's Fate of Black and... Or the crash cutting method at the very end of the trailer. So mm. the trailer will start slow yeah. and build up to a crash, 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 crash. Fate to black, and then the credits. And then the title. Yeah, yeah. Like they did with Lord of the Rings way back when. Yeah. And it made you want to see it because it was exciting. But now every trailer does that. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit boring. Yeah. yeah. Woody Allen's films Can't do not translate either. to trailer at all. Like if you watch yeah. a trailer for a Woody Allen film, you'd never watch a single one of his films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just can't. You can't capture what's good about his films in a trailer. And how about trailers that have moments of it? Like the only thing I can think of is Iron Man three, when they're on the top of the of the of the uh, plane, and then Robert Downey Jr. kisses Gwyneth Paltrow, and sort of like falls off the plane and goes, "You complete me," and then she chucks the sort of helmet off. Just not in the film. That moment's not in the film. No, but that's frequently the case. They, yeah. It's like they, King they, Kong. Yeah, they will they put in King things Kong that aren't actually in the film. Yeah. It's, Oh, yeah, I don't know. Is that mis-selling? Yes, it's called... Uh, could you, could you sort of... I think, I think you've got... Trace, the Trade Standards Commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is another thing. Do you cheesecake? Um, I will have a little bit of cheesecake, thank you. So, uh, yeah, these things are a bit um, a bit of a common theme in as much as... I remember watching films in the 70s and you'd see a trailer and think, oh, I've got to see that, and then you'd see the film mm. and never did that particular moment appear. I think Bugsy Malone did that. Hmm. But in fact, Bugsy Malone trailer was Jodie Foster talking to camera. And that's why, bit, that's what drew you in, let's be honest. <laughs> I was a fan of, of Jodie Foster back in the day. When I was a kid, yes. But I'm still a fan of Jodie Foster, she's an amazing actress. Right. I think directors should have, could Dave Fincher cut a little bit. the trailer to Girl with Dragon Tattoo? Right. There's two trailers, there's the Paramount, or I think it's Paramount trailer that they did, and David Fincher cut his own trailer for it. And his own trailer is amazing. It's, it sells it. And it's so... You know what I mean? It's obviously mm. artistic. The trailer should have artistic... Merit. Ju- merit. Yeah, yeah. The only trouble is... Uh, otherwise, otherwise, it's just selling. It's like... Yes, up, selling the trouble is with I think the trailer is just, set, just selling the film. I the trailer should tease mm. to a degree, but it shouldn't give stuff away. But so many trailers now actually give the whole plot away. Well, no, no. Have you seen the film? Sorry, yeah. what were you going to say, Catherine? No, I was just going to say that, yeah, I was just... We went to the cinema the other day... I can't remember what trailer it was, but I felt like I'd seen the entire film, mm-hmm. as well as every single obstacle and issue they were going to come across, and the resolution. You can yeah. just tell. <laughs> that's exactly what the film is in about two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's what people want, isn't it? They don't want to see a story. They want to. They want to know what they're going to get before they get it. So they, they want to say, "Oh right, so this, I know this is going to be a film that ends well. Now it's not even that. Oh, I know. I know these two characters are going to reconcile. I'll go see it." Mm. They don't, they, don't want to, they don't want to be like left open-ended. I, I often find that um, the general way this happens is, is not particularly... Helpful. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely at last now. 
Sorry. Uh, well, I like it when trailers just give me the kind of style of the film. Mm, so yeah. I really like um, Audrey Tattoo. I don't know if that's how you say her name. Audrey Tattoo. Yeah. So mm. I really love all her films. Normally yeah. because it's done in a very certain style. So I don't really care what the film's about. I just like that mm. particular style of filming and that mm -hmm. kind of idea. So I'm just happy to kind of sell me that vague idea mm. and not really know anything about the story. True. I prefer trailers to be more like that. Are all her films like that? Because she, wasn't she in the... Um, the Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah, apart from that. Yeah, but okay. that <laughs> you probably wouldn't say that. That is that is an tattoo film. That is an audio tattoo. Yeah, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. She says tattoo. She what? says tattoo. She doesn't say tattoo. According to Ian McKellen, she says tattoo. Oh really? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, on Parky, many years ago. Well, that was his one. Probably such a contentious issue. Yeah, so she's changed her changed pronunciation of her name over the last ten years. So it's saying Swyman, you know. Instead of Simmons. Or Ray Fiennes. That's Ray but you spell it Ralph. Yeah, it's like Randolph. But Ralph, Ralph was always pronounced Ralph. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Sure. Ralph, yeah. Ralph Royster to the first comedy ever written. Oh, what's his name? I, I know. I can't remember his name. Um, Rafe, someone, is it? Rafe's full spelt Rafe. R-A-F-E. Yeah. Thank you. Clarify. So, no, looking forward to Noah, then, Noah. Um, I would like to see it. I don't know if I'll get to see it in the cinema because of time and money and stuff. Um, because there's a lot of controversy around it. But actually, these films... When a film attempts a biblical theme and everyone says it's controversial, I watch it. If I watch it, I often think, well, that's not as controversial as some. Mm. It's just I'm not that traditional a Christian, so... My... You know, I probably... I don't know. Aronofsky said that it, it will bring believers and non-believers together. Mm. I don't know why. That is a very big <laughs> statement. Exactly. As soon as you said that, I thought, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But you can't film Muslims and... In a given, like in a given wow. cinema, any given film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Swan will bring believers and non-believers together. Yeah, I suppose... Let's just have a hand count here. Um, <laughs> the rest of the... <clears throat> yeah. Well, Michael Bay... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is he doing it? Is it? It's being made. Is I've he, seen the trailer. It. Has he directed oh, or produced it? He's produced it. Okay, so that's like slightly different. Uh, it's still oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles with Michael Bay in it. Uh, yeah, anywhere near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there will be a lot of explosions. And to be honest, the first film kind of didn't do that well. What, the I first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film? Mm. The, T it was well, the pretty one. old one. TNMT. TNMT. It was just, they just abbreviated it <laughs> TNMT. Oh. It sounds a lot like TNT and GMTV. It's just like... It just, yeah. So many people yeah. turned up to watch the film of GMTV. <laughs> <laughs> Feature length. <laughs> So many disappointed oh, refunds. <laughs> I was expecting the sofa to be pink. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. That's not. So, what is the? I'm um, given that we've said that art has no uh, function in a, you know, in a functionalist society. What is the function of films? Is that as art, or is it to tell a story, or is it metaphor? Is it to stir? to bring believers and non-believers together? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what do you think? I'm trying to decide whether it's film is purely to be enjoyed as art or whether there is a, another function to it. That needs For to instance, Enchant Andalou, Louis Buñuel, mm -hmm. does it have any function other than to freak out the viewer, the surreal elements of it? Who's seen it? I'm not seen it. Is that the one with the ants in the hands? Um, yes, and the mm. slicing the, the eye. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, Jim you know, sent me that over Facebook one. <laughs> the Surrealists. <laughs> what are you playing? Happy birthday, son. <laughs> that would have been even weirder. Yeah. Than <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, in as much as does art have a function, but does film have a function, or is film art? I think sometimes I think, it's I think to like inform. There's a difference between we we said that art is useless. Yeah. There's a difference between function and use. Right. Art can have a function but still be useless. Okay. Um, function is just what what does it do? You know what what does it do? And art can do something without that thing being sort of useful in a sort of evolutionary sense. When you say evolutionary, what do you mean? Well, just in the sense of like survival and yeah. Okay. Know, a kind of brute. So you think you should keep keep survival art? Um, I think we could survive. I don't, I don't think it'd be a very good existence. Mm. What was it? C.S. Lewis said. I don't know. My favourite quote though is Churchill, when someone said to him, "Can't we cut the culture budget during the war?" Because they had a huge budget for culture, and the war effort obviously needed financing. And mm. Churchill turned around and said, "Then what are we fighting for?" Wow. Mm. And that is profound. Yeah. That's really good. Because. You know, if you cut culture, then it's about expression of it's about well, um, freedom. Yeah, it's about to Woody Allen, art is why life is worth living. Mm. There's wonderful apples and pears by Cezanne. Um, <laughs> Tracy's face. Tracy's face. Sentimental education by Flaubert. Um, I mean, I I actually read uh, someone's Twitter feed, their Twitter bio biography, and and she said, "No, this this is quite interesting. She likes writing books." And painting pictures because it makes life a little brighter. Mm. And I thought, that's well, okay. that says it, doesn't it? It, it really it brightened life, and uh, you know, in a sense, that is what. That was Tracy Emin. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> no, it's um, a lady from Arkansas, actually. But mm. it can't just be. That's very self serving. Yeah, mm. it's self serving, but there is an element of challenge in art as well, which isn't a bad thing. Dialogue also makes life brighter, being challenged, being provoked. But so just planting bulbs in your garden. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, bright, brighter suggests that it's, it's kind of illuminating what's already there. Whereas I think art is about kind of suggesting what, what might be possible. It's suggesting a kind of perfection, like a perfect way of being that isn't, isn't actually present. That isn't prison. That is in present. Isn't present. Isn't present. Okay. Right. Let's explore so, that prison thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah. Art. Art isn't about just illuminating something that's there. Art is. Art is trying. Art is grabbing something spiritual and trying to find its form in the sort of mortal realm. And, and the portal realm. Yeah, yeah. We've really come no, to the chase with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and I think, I think that, that's an interesting point you make because I know a lot of people who say, guys like David Bowie, I don't know, <coughs> Paul McCartney, so great songwriters, <laughs> they take stuff that is there. It's almost like a prophetic thing that they're doing. They, mm. They're using a spiritual gift that they have mm. to create art. Um, does art redeem? Does it have any redemptive quality? No. That's Why? Not, Only not Jesus redeems. Yeah, but, okay, so it's not up to art. It's not up to the artist to decide if it redeems or not. Jesus redeems, but as spiritual beings making art, our art can redeem. Jesus and the Holy Spirit can be inhabited. Our art kind of can what? provide Sorry, a window to what Jesus already does. Jesus done. and the Holy Spirit can inhabit art, though, can't mm. they? Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. Art itself doesn't redeem, it's just, it's just a, a window onto that 
kingdom onto that kind of redeemed perfect. But it does it does mm. hold a texture of of it does have a different pane of glass looking through that window than other forms of uh, expressing Jesus' redemption does. There's something art has that other things don't. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to have any art at all. Mm. If it was just simply the the, the actually saying the message of Jesus, mm. like verbatim from the Bible, mm. and that's all we needed, which I don't think is the case, mm. <clears throat> then we wouldn't have to have art or even sermons or even interpretation or... Mm. Yeah. Herman, you did. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it's I'm making sure. something that didn't exist prior to it being made. So it's making something completely new. Um, I mean, there are other forms of... Uh, you can say a truth... Or you can um, say something that, that reflects God's truth that's always been true and it's been said by many people before and you're restating it and the truth contained in that thing. But when you make a work of art, that's something that up until the point of it being made didn't exist. And there's something, it's almost like you're participating in, in creation. You're almost kind of, I, I, I can't yeah, describe quite how it happens, but it's almost like when God made the world, like there were certain things that he, he made and certain things he left humans to uncover, um, which are still a part of his creation, but so he's a dinosaurs, kind of enabled us to... are dinosaurs art? Because we uncover them and they're bones and they take a structural element in our... Okay. In our... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by uncover, I'm talking metaphorically. Okay. Well, I'm talking literally. literally. <laughs> I'm talking well, literally. So, so would you say art, all art is good then? All art is from God? Um, all art's doing is uncovering all, all good art is, well, but that's is a, from God that's impossible well, yeah, how do you define how do you good define it? Well, I think we can we can look at a work of art and say if, if it's good or not through our prism of of the Christian yeah, but faith even bad art Jen yeah. surely art and then well, through, through the prism of the truth which which we believe the Christian faith is but but then there's there'll, there'll be other church circles that sort of won't accept certain things as truth and I mean, like, yeah. What is truth? But to us, they wouldn't. That wouldn't be the truth. Like, we we're trying right, to get so to you're the truth, accepting that you're and so we're saying that their perspective, which doesn't accept that, is not the truth. But you're, well, you're accepting that you see you're perceiving these things through a prism of a particular worldview, of a particular <laughs> interpretation of, of truth. Because no, your because truth is, cannot be literal. I, I don't believe we're living in like a society where there are loads of truths and loads of perspectives, and they're all equally valid. I think there's one truth. And are, I'm interested in finding out what that is. What is it? What is that one truth then? Um, I can't distill it into a kind of pithy sense. I think, I think the truth is, um, you know, ultimately what we read in the Bible. And, and there is a, a kind of gap between us understanding that truth. Big time. And, you know, there's a huge interpretive kind of gap, which is why there are so many different yeah, denominations and, and things. But that doesn't mean that they're all equally valid and that we should take all their opinions as valid. I think it's, you know, there is a, a truth that we can get to in some of those things. You know, if someone rejects, um, we've talked about churches that reject sort of Harry Potter or um, or even the Narnia books. Mm. You know, I, I, I think they're missing it. I think they're missing the point. I don't think we can look at that and think, well, that's their perspective. That's true for them. It is, though. <laughs> yeah, but they're wrong, <laughs> in my opinion. Right, so it's all to, it's to do with your... It's subjective. It's not, my, it's not a, my opinion. I think there's a truth, apart from me, that I'm trying to uncover. Right. Okay. Um, like and I, I think they haven't got it. And I think I've got a part of it that they haven't got. Equally, yeah. they may have parts that I don't have. 
but that's part of my journey of trying to discover. So then, so two. then, like back to the question, just to like we we're, mm. we're back a bit about is all art then of God? Mm. If you're saying art's unveiling creation, mm. largely, then it's all art of God. So then, things that we would consider really sort of maybe I don't know defunct more mm. or yeah, all art isn't of God because there's a lot of bad art around, and if art's bad, well. We're, Again, but how do you define bad? Let's talk binary concept. Okay. To give us a bad um, artist. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Yeah. I thought was quite good actually. I enjoyed it. I like cheers. Cheers is a gentle great. comedy. Wouldn't. Yeah. And that spawned a fantastic spin-off. The best spin-off ever. Yeah. 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 Bigger than the original. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably. Mash. But uh, what I love is watching people's careers. Blossom from those sitcoms such as. Well, we really have like, officially. Such as Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> or you know, um, David Hyde Pierce. Or, I wouldn't really or say even... Kelsey Grammer's career blossomed from Frasier. Yeah, no, did, from Cheers. He did Boss. He did Boss. It's kind of a standard household name now, really. Yeah, but also. Um, he produces a lot. Woody well, Harrelson, probably. whose career took off after Cheers as well. Yeah, was he in Cheers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers. He was oh, the, I didn't know that. He, was, he made a couple of guest appearances in Frasier as well. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Do you find, Catherine, art enhances people's perceptions of themselves or anything? What? what <laughs> you, I'm, I'm interested in. I'm interested in. I'm interested in art having an effect on people's ability to to feel good about themselves. Yeah, and I think it. Well, I guess what what you're asking, Dave, is kind of. Does it have the ability to make you feel good about yourself? Yes, and increase your ability to do stuff that you didn't think you could otherwise do. I think it does, but I just don't think particularly young people that I work with have ever got that opportunity. Right. I just don't think art is big enough to make that kind of um, noise, I think, like mainly because of the funding and all of that kind of stuff that goes mm. along with it at the moment. Um, I just don't think it's valued enough at the moment for so young people to get into, unless you're okay. really good at it straight away and you're established mm. young people don't really have an opportunity so to unless it has a physical function something that's utilitarian people mm. look at art and think well that's wasting young people's time because actually yeah. we want them to learn a skill such as hairdressing yeah. mm. and I think it's far too idealistic that like the young people that they creative. yes it can be yeah absolutely but, I but think what I'm saying is that the sort of funnel you into an MBQ job type thing. Mm. I think people just want to be safe and have security mm. and so yeah. they want our young people to have safety and art just isn't safe yeah. enough at the moment. No, so so therefore right. we make them become bankers, which they might be very good at but they might not really enjoy. Mm. Um, but it's safe and, and you know that you're, you're okay with that. Do many of your young people become bankers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, all of our apprenticeships are basically banks. Oh, wow, I never knew that. Okay. Speaking of parents, like David and Amanda, Yeah. how do you feel about your child uh, wanting to pursue, uh, namely Jeremy, wanting to pursue um, a career in art? Do you think that's... I don't mean to, you know... Uh, put us on the spot. Put you on the spot, but, uh, you know, do you, do you think that's something that's, you know... Um, well, <clears throat> I would say that was clearly a gift from an early age to as early as two, um, something in Jeremy's that case, Jen yeah. and Toby actually and Toby, spent yeah. a lot of time 
and were drawn to. It wasn't something we pushed under their nose. It wasn't something mm. we encouraged particularly. Um, and so I kind of have the perspective, although I have a lot of friends who are just saying, but what, what's he doing now? What's he doing now? Is he going to teach? You know, what's the point of this? How much did he earn? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of have that thing that if you have that gift and if it, there's something within you that you want to express, then how terrible would that be if you lived your life and thought, I never even gave that a shot or I never even mm. tried to express that. So although that doesn't fit with, you know, an economic kind of progression or the normal things that people do when they come out of school or uni, there's something that <coughs> I kind of think encourage it, let's see where it goes, give, you know, give it a try, life, mm, life can mm. be short. See, I, can, I consider to be very fortunate to have parents like you, Thank I'm you. just going to go out there and say it. Well, it's Mother's Day. It is. Mm. It is Mother's so. Day. Happy Mother. <laughs> Apps. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. that's very fortunate because I don't think everyone has, you know... But you could spend your life kind of doing it. I mean, I'm not saying you don't <coughs> need to earn money to, you know... To get on. And that mm. kind of stuff, basic stuff. But you could spend your life doing a job to do a job to go to work, to get up, mm. to buy the food, mm. to... Give you strength. Down, to go to work, to yeah. And just be stifled and all those creative things would never... Mm. you know have space to I think I think the issue mm. is that art is seen as something that's exceptional and it's seen it's seen as like the upper echelon of human endeavour and intellect and so it means I mean Britain has got like a genius culture probably mm. from Shakespeare to Angela Webber it's like the, 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 the throw ups of genetics rise above and create the things that all of the sort of flock common stock sort of look up at and marvel at whereas it's just an entire it's not a godly principle whatsoever it's an entire misnomer art is an art art an artist's and creative art is for everybody uh, regardless of competence regardless of ability or skill and yeah and, and if, if you if you are particularly gifted doesn't mean you're an artist yeah. if you're not gifted doesn't mean you aren't either uh, but but yeah, but the issue is that we sort of we we we're, we're obsessed with revering people in this mm. country, uh, mm. and whereas we when we look back at the history books, it's it's sort of mm. nostalgic. It's like a, a true British metal. When you're living in the midst of it, it's actually no, it's not true British metal. It's come on, mm. there's there's a there's a flock of young people who are sleepwalking into doing whatever the mm. the economic model at the time says they've mm. got to do. I mean, CC Skills, which is the government's arm, they they're sort of artistic arm. Uh, is is infinitely smaller than all of the, like do you know what I mean like, like uh, cause the whole thing's weighted towards private enterprise being able to support young people in their apprenticeships which is why you've got banks like Barclays and all that and British Gas all pulling the strings at like charities that are getting young people in because they've got the money to do it and it weren't it weren't yeah it it's weren't artists that screwed the country what, what, what's interesting about the genius culture is though as you rightly say, we have a genius culture, but I remember they did this, the 10 greatest Britons of all time, and isn't by Kingdom Brunel was up there. Mm. But at, his, at the time of his life, he wasn't revered. A lot of people thought it was a pain in the proverbial because he was very uh, provocative. He was always hustling for money, always trying to wheel and deal. Provocative proverbial. Mm. Indeed. He was wheeling and dealing one person against the other, and he was very good at getting jobs done. Mm and creating amazing structures. His engineering was second to none, but at the time it wasn't recognised. It wasn't until several 
decades after his death, I was listening to a History Extra podcast by the BBC, that Brunel actually was recognised as something quite exceptional. And there, there he is, Kenneth Branagh on the Olympic, mm. what's its name, you know, giving it large. Uh, it would have been um, Mark Rylance, but sadly he couldn't make that particular uh, gig. But it's just interesting, there these great, great, great people are celebrated as uh, the one-off genius of Britain that shapes the modern nation. Which Has to he been on the back of the £10 note? Or £5 note? You know, I think Brunel has been on a, mm. on a piece of... Not true. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. We're, we're quite a sort of um, historically-minded kind of culture. Like we, we look back on the last sort of few hundred years and kind of we, we pick out these geniuses and we kind of aspire to create similar people mm. in our current society or... So, I mean, the, the kind of, um, this idea of the, the undiscovered artist, the person who's unknown in their lifetime, the kind of yeah. Van Gogh sort of character, who's rejected by their, um, yeah, the, the people yeah, around them. Might write musicals and stuff yeah. that no one's ever heard. But they're sort of picked up after their death. Yeah. That, yeah, that just doesn't exist in our culture, because everybody's trying to find the Van Gogh. They're trying to find the person who's struggling and not able to make it. Mm. Yeah. Um, if there isn't one, they'll just make one. Yeah, exactly. Or, or they will take a child prodigy and say, this is an amazingly prodigious child. As frequently they are, incredible. But is that art? In the case of a young child artist, we watched a program about. Mm. He, was, he was an amazing painter at a very young age. One of the um, things thing. that we say as we come to the end of the Crossroads thing is, greatness is not achieved by accident it's achieved on purpose mm. but what we're thinking about is sometimes it's the small things the unseen things that nobody else might mm. ever notice yeah. that could have an amazing impact on somebody yeah. um, it doesn't have to be out there I don't know if you invent the light bulb but I could have a significant impact on someone else's life yeah. that no one else would ever see uh, yeah. and that's, and that's that could the, be yeah. a great thing the spiritual significance yeah. of art obviously is overlooked in mm in art because it's you make art and it's self it's introspective largely but if, if in the right hands the spiritual significance of art we don't know what's going on do you know what I mean we don't mm. know the ramifications of doing whatever mm -hmm. you want to do yeah